All right, everybody. Hey, and welcome to the HC Conversations podcast, our first official Zoom podcast. Paul, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, Phil? I'm fantastic. (laughs) Just hanging out in my basement. Yep. Kind of in Christie's office, really, because it was the only place that um, I could have some quiet. (laughs) <laughs> I am at home, obviously, because uh, we are waiting upon some uh, COVID test results to know if we need to be quarantined or not. So Christy and I are home. The kids are home. They're all upstairs and I'm down here trying to record a podcast. So yeah, this is fun. Yep. We're, we're recording a podcast remotely uh, from what? 200 yards away, 300 no. yards away. No, more than 300 yards. Not, not very far. I mean, like, I mean, assuming you're not on the road, like a straight shot between the church building and my house. Oh, like, that's still probably more than 300 yards. I don't know. I'm just thinking how many football fields would fit between here and there. I don't know. Either way, it's literally less than a 30 second drive down the right. street. How's that? Um, but yeah, we're, we're making it happen. Right. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why we didn't do a podcast last week um, because we were both kind of quarantined. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was waiting on test results because I had potential exposure. Um, Quarantine wasn't required, but was probably the best thing to do. So got tested. Negative. That's why I'm here and Phil's at home. Um, (laughs) That's right. Isn't the wonderful world of COVID just grand it's just fantastic i mean shoot if if we get a positive result and who knows how long it'll take to get through the family i might be like at home for several weeks a month we may be doing remote podcasts for a while (laughs) forever uh so it's it's not too bad anything anything new going on with you man Um, other than you know the quarantine quarantining not really um let's see started a good book yesterday Oh, yeah? uh, the Language of God by Francis Collins, and it's read by Francis, so that's always fun. Oh, it's always great when an audiobook's read by the actual author. No, because um, you get to hear how they would have like spoke it and thought it. Uh, yeah. So that's always good. Uh, really good talking about faith and science. So if you're interested in any of that, I would encourage you uh, to take a listen. Um, he was head of the Human Genome Project and current head of the National Institutes of Health. Um, so very respected scientist cool so yeah listen to that um nothing else is new we live boring lives we do i mean we got <laughs> we got snow and uh it's sticking around it's cold i'm oh, excited about that so cold no don't be excited about the cold why are you so weird you're always well, excited about the cold because i like the cold i know but i like i like the snow i like just... the fact that it's sticking around and it's not just gray and brown dirt yeah are you saying the cold never bothered you anyway Perhaps. All right. We have something to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk about work. Work. You ain't got to go to work. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Work, work, work. work. Um, <laughs> yeah. We thought it'd be good to, to talk about that uh, as a theme and as an idea, because I think it's Monday and a lot of people hate Mondays, hate the fact that the weekend's over and they have to go back to work. Um and perhaps the fact that we hate work isn't uh, the best thing. Maybe as Christians, we should have a different perspective. Uh, and so I thought it'd be good for us to talk about work. Yeah. I mean, considering we spend most of our time like working, 
mm-hmm. it kind of sucks if it's just like I'm just living, you know, everybody's working for the weekend. Right. Because for those those two days where I don't have to go to work and then five days of misery, it's like, well, that's I don't really think that's something that uh, anybody wants to do <laughs> their entire lives, nor was that how things were intended. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was telling you about a tweet that I saw that kind of matched that uh, that theme of just like, well, why do we have to work? Work is just uh, pointless. I found the tweet, man. This is this is me doing research for the podcast. That's scrolling back through and finding a tweet which took some research because I had to remember, okay, who was it that liked it and retweeted it? And I had to search that person and like scroll back through, but I got it. So here, here, (laughs) the tweet, the tweet was, why do humans need jobs? Why can't I just exist and make art and chill with my cat? (laughs) I thought you'd like that last part with the cat. Um, Yeah, that's uh, at venue sized. I don't know who this is. That was from the original tweet. Why do humans need jobs? Why can't I just exist and make art and chill with my cat? So, Paul, why do we need jobs? Why can't I just exist and make why art? Why can't you just chill with your cat? Well, one, because I don't, I'm don't. i not like an artist. Two, I don't have a cat. So, <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> um, and there's just a couple of the other responses where just so um just so interesting again this perspective on work um let me scroll through here and see if i can find some of them you can just jump in and, and talk about whatever you want <laughs> well, i mean you're you're on this tweet thing man well i know it's you know it's hard to to scroll through the nonsense of the re- replies and actually find the ones that make sense and aren't just gifts <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, something that stands out about that tweet is that we as human beings, that work is something that seems to be forced upon us, um, that in order to sustain ourselves, then, you know, it's just part of the system. We're just a cog in the wheel. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you can definitely feel like that in your work and in your job and your profession. Um, from a Christian perspective, you know, we, we fall into that category of, of having a, a wrong perspective on work. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that we've lost the, the sense of daily rhythms and seeing ourselves as part of a, a bigger story and a bigger picture. Um, you know, we don't practice necessarily the church calendar here at Hope Community, but I think that's something that's valuable and important because it helps to anchor our daily life to a bigger story uh, and to see us playing a role in God's story. Um, and so I think we've lost that. Um, as followers of Jesus, Phil, you look like you wanted to say something. Uh, I, re- I actually kind of realized that this is a Zoom meeting, and so like that we're recording for the YouTube side of things. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I should probably change the view so it's the gallery, so you see both of us. So for the first part of that podcast, there, I'm just a little guy at the top of the screen, and you're like full screen. Because if it's just a Zoom meeting between two people, I usually make the person I'm talking to big. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's where my brain was there for a second. Hmm. Um, so he, here is one of the 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 responses to the tweet that I found interesting. It says, "I genuinely don't understand money. If no one invented it in the first place, then we could all just be chilling and do what we enjoy." So. 
Yeah, man. If nobody ever invented money in the first place, we wouldn't have to work. It's basically, we could just do what we enjoy. Oh, <laughs> that's not the way any of this works. <laughs> if we didn't have money, we would have products that we would be bartering. We'd be bartering, you know, whatever I was gonna say, we yeah. need. Yeah, we'd, we'd still be-, be working in some sense to, you know, to get food. Uh, because not everybody would obviously be a farmer. We would be doing things to get clothes because not everybody would be a tailor, or be able to you know, weave fabric. Um, a so weaver. That's the, that's the idea that the only reason why we have to work is because money started mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. It's just wrong because it doesn't take into account the vast majority of human history uh, and, yeah. and you know, the trade and barter system. It's like people didn't used to go to work, go to a job. Like work was just what you did every day to survive. Like to survive. Yeah. You get up. What do you got to do? Got to work the land and produce whatever crops we're going to get. We got to take care of the animals. Got to make sure that the shelter is ready for the winter. Like whatever it was, I was like, you work all day, every day for survival. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes we're so removed from that kind of a life and we're so comfortable in our uh, Western world and comfort and progress. that It's like, well, all this stuff just magically appears. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, the, the people that, you know, just want to sit at home and just make art and not have to do anything else. I mean, you think of artists in the past, the fact that, um, you know, they were able to make their art and sell it and get money was how they were able to even make art in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we live in such a day and age where we can, where we have money, where we can have the luxury to be able to you know, save up, take you know, vacation, to have these hobbies and things that we enjoy. Um, and it's not necessarily a drudgery or it doesn't have to be a drudgery. Drudgery. Um, yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting too, as I'm, I'm thinking about that, just how that perspective actually disadvantages people. Um, and it, it's kind of, you know, this might be, you know, a little inflammatory or hot, hot topic, whatever. Um, it kind of shows our privilege as Western kind of people. So, you know, just stereotypically, I'm just, just going to say that those tweets were from people that would be self-described as probably very progressive. Um, of like, well, why do I got to work? And, you know, it'd just be great. But like, if we're not the ones doing some sort of work, somebody else is. And most likely, like if some, like whatever, I shouldn't have to work, but meals should be provided, these other things, but somebody's working the land somewhere. Right. Somebody is producing the clothes somewhere. Somebody is doing those things. Most likely someone on the other side of the world that's being abused and not paid a a living wage. And so as we talk about like, well, why can't we just get rid of work? I I think that's, we have to kind of look in the mirror a little bit from whatever perspective we're coming from and and understand where we're sitting in the terms of the world and culture and to say, yeah, if I don't work and I can still survive without doing that, somebody else is being uh, abused or mistreated as a result of that. Right. Because I mean, the underlying, I guess, assumption is that if I don't work, then the government should just pay me to do whatever, to sit at home and make art and play with my cat. Um, (laughs) And uh, how's the government going to be able to pay us to be able to do that? 
there has to be income generated somewhere, um, whether it's dollars or it's seashells or it's whatever form of currency, Bitcoin, whatever. Um, I mean, can we please trade in seashells? Like that would be awesome. Sure. We can go back to Native American times. She sells seashells by the seashore. That's right. I'm surprised I could actually say that. I had to think about it as I was processing. Like, wait, how does that go? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, there is a, a perspective um, among, honestly, among people that are on that kind of more progressive side of like, I shouldn't work, but then there's also a perspective from the other side and just people in general, like Christian, non-Christian of work is just bad. Like it's something that I have to just endure. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just like a necessary evil in life, you know, like, um, I don't know, just like natural disasters or sickness and disease. You got work. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's actually not a, um, that's not a helpful perspective, but it's definitely not a biblical perspective either that work is something right. that we're just supposed to suffer through or put up with. Um, but like I said, like that idea really permeates the church as well. And Christians as well. I mean, just, you know, you, you hear small talk from people like, Oh yeah, I got to go to my job tomorrow. Ah, working for the man this is terrible. Um, so what, what does let, let's, let's talk about that for a few minutes and then we'll stop blabbering. What, what does scripture say? What, what is God's perspective on work? Well, from the very beginning and Genesis chapters one and two, I mean, we see that work is a gift uh, that God has given to humanity. You know, he commands Adam and Eve to, you know, to, to work the land, to, to harvest its abundance. And the idea is that in doing so that they would bring about human flourishing, that they would harness the earth's potential and make it into something greater uh, to benefit, uh, you know, society. Um, and it's this beautiful picture of, of, of work and how we're supposed to, you know, take the good things that God has given us and, you know, use them for even greater goods. Um, because God has given us that ability to, to be creative. Um, and creative doesn't necessarily mean art, uh, in any way, but, to to make things, um, whether it's food, whether it's products, whatever it's, whatever it is, um, it's, it's creativity to create things for the benefit uh, of others and for human flourishing. And so that's where we get, I guess, the initial picture of work, but then something happens, sin enters the world in Genesis chapter three and um, Adam and Eve are told that they're still going to have to work, but it's going to be by the sweat of their brow, um, that it's going to be toil, that it's going to be painful, that it's not going to be this enjoyable gift, that it's going to be tainted and corrupted. Um, and then you see that throughout the rest of scripture, whenever, you know, people talk about work, uh, whenever you see people working, you, you know, you see that, that it is sometimes a burden. Um, but then you get to the new Testament and you see the apostles, you see Jesus himself worked. Jesus was a carpenter. Uh, more likely he was actually a stone Mason having been to the middle East and seen what they used to build houses out of. It was rock. It wasn't what we build houses out of today. They used rocks. So Jesus was probably like a stonemason and not a, a carpenter, you know, yeah. like we think of. Yeah, so isn't, the, isn't the term that we usually translate carpenter? It's just like construction worker, basically. It would probably be right. a better, any, any kind of broad like trades <laughs> category. 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's it's so interesting. At uh, all the way at the beginning, I, I've, I heard somebody talk about that one time. That notice, like work exists before the fall. <laughs> it's not. It's not a result of the fall. Right. Um, and I, I think that that kind of permeates a lot of our the the rest of our theology as well. Sometimes or kind of pop Christian theology uh, in America, at least of what creation was like prior to um, the fall, but then also like what air quotes heaven is going to be like, where it's, I don't know, people just sit around and they're not doing anything. We're just singing worship songs all day long. Uh, but that's not really the picture that we get. It's like, no, there was work before uh, the fall. There was occupation. There was the, the ability to create and do things. And like, in some form, that's what new creation will be like too. Um, that that we're going to work, we're going to create, we're going to do stuff, <laughs> um, which to me sounds way better than floating on clouds and harps and whatever really weird pictures <laughs> of the afterlife have been created. Um, and how that actually ties work ties very closely into. Um, humanity's uh, original call humanity's original role and function within creation uh, like god creates human beings in his image um meaning like they're there to do the things that that he does that, that god creates and brings about beauty and order out of the chaos and then he creates uh humans to be uh, his co-rulers and he says all right here you go like go crazy like go and reflect my goodness. And uh, the, the language that's used is, you know, it's very, it's that um, kind of like kingly governing ruling kind of language, rule over the birds and the, the fish and uh, reflect the image of God into the world. One of the ways that's done is through, uh, it's through work. And certainly as, as you alluded to, like with the fall work kind of got corrupted and it got twisted, but so is everything. Right. I think the challenge for us as followers of Jesus is how do we redeem work? Uh, like, just like everything, we're not just talking about being redeemed, like saving souls, but like, no, how, how does every aspect of my life, something that, that is redeemed, it's something that was broken and something that was fallen. Now I want to bring about the original design that, that God had intended. And that includes work as well. Right. Um, so a couple things that I want to add there uh, before we move on is number one, the fact that God worked, that God created uh, and in doing so, he gave us that ability to create, to work. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful reflection of, of God's character and the image of God in humanity is the fact that we can work as our creator worked. Um, and at the same time, it's, it's cool because you know, he gives us this ability to create as you know, people in his image, but yet this reminder that, yeah, you can create, but you're still not God. You still have limits. Um, so there's that. And then um, and talking about trying to redeem work, um, I think it depends on your profession and also in how you, um, you know, see yourself in God's grander story. Um, because, you know, I think of certain professions and it's like, Hmm, how can you tie that into like redeeming? Um, <laughs> Some things aren't redeemable. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, everything is redeemable. <laughs> <What's> um, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, because like for me and working with plants and teaching, um, and trying to create beauty, uh, through horticulture, 
it's trying to, you know, give people a sense of peace and, you know, help to alleviate human suffering that comes along with being in a garden and, and seeing beauty. Um, and so I think that's part of it is how can, how does what I do contribute to uh, bringing about human flourishing? And definitely good. for, for those in the medical profession, you know, nurses, doctors, uh, uh, the healing work that they do and caring for people definitely <laughs> brings about, uh, you know, alleviation of human suffering. Yeah, I think that's just a good question to go into like every day, whether you're going to your job or whatever you're doing, uh, like, hey, how can I bring about human flourishing today? How can I, how can I, whatever it is I'm doing, big or small, the people that I'm impacting, whether directly or indirectly through what I'm doing, you know, if I'm on an assembly line somewhere, it's like, I mean, I'm not maybe directly impacting this person, but indirectly down the line, like how, how is what I'm doing contributing to human flourishing? Um, and that can really reframe how we see work. I think it's important to note too that, well, a couple of things. There's two things that came to my mind while, while you were talking. Number one, we have a misconception of kind of redeemed work slash ministry in the church that like, it's like other kinds of work are here. They're like down, down low, but like ministry work. Like that's what's really important. So if you know you're a pastor or you know you're a missionary or you work for a nonprofit, like that's redeemable good God work. But everybody else who's just you know doing whatever, you know, teaching or uh, working construction or driving a truck or whatever, well, that's not that's not that's not as important as like the ministry stuff. Like that's right. just messed up. Like that that view is not anywhere <laughs> to be found in scripture. No. Like. One, because we're all called as followers of Jesus to to do ministry, um, whether that's tied to our vocation or not. So that was that was one thing um, that I thought. And the other thing, I don't. Oh yeah, the other thing, kind of tied to that, is work is not just what pays the bills. Um, I think sometimes we forget about that because hey, let, let's be honest. It may be hard to see with what pays the bills. Like, wait, how is this, how can this be redeemed? Or how does this bring about human flourishing? I don't really love it. Um, but work in the biblical sense is more than just what pays the bills. It's what, it's what we do. It's that, it's kind of that image of God reflection of creating and bringing about flourishing. Um, so look, if you're like a stay at home parent, you know, like that, that's your work. If, if you're retired, but you're doing other things, um, that's, you know, that's the work. Like my dad is retired and has like, you know, two odd jobs now. He's like, he's just always doing stuff, helping people out, you know, mowing with me, like whatever it is. Um, but that, that's, that's your work. Uh, shoot. I, I don't get paid to do a lot of like the construction stuff that I do, whether I'm my house or my parents' house or my in-laws house, whatever, but that's work. Like work doesn't just have to be what pays the bills. I think that's important to, to realize as well. Right. Cause I think sometimes we've forgotten that work allows us to do other things, to do the things we love. It's kind of a, a means to an end. It's like, yeah, I, I work and it's, it's bearable, but then I get to do all this other cool stuff because I have margin. I have some financial resources now. Right. I, uh, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. I work all week so that on the weekend I can do the things I actually want to do. I've got the time and the money to do it. Um, Oh man, I had a thought and I, I forgot what it was. Right. And it 
keep thinking, but well, I, I planned on it. And having that perspective, then we can view our job, our career, then as as a gift um, that we don't have to love, but you know, pays the bills and it allows us to do so much more. Um, and maybe those more things are what bring about the human flourishing. If you can't necessarily draw a direct line from what you're doing to you know, bring about order and beauty out of a chaotic world. Yep. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> whatever, whatever thought I had, it's gone. So apparently it wasn't too important. Um, yeah. Just reframing this conversation though around work is so important because again, we're going to spend so much of our lives doing, you're going to spend your entire life doing it. Again, you may retire at some point from your career, but you're never really going to stop working. Like retirement is not a thing <laughs> in scripture. <laughs> you don't, you don't retire, you die. Okay. Like that's just how it happens. But we're going to spend our, I mean, even as kids, we work, you know, whether it's chores or school or whatever, we're art, we like to create, but having a bigger picture on what work is, on what ministry is, on how all that ties together and the idea of bringing about human flourishing um, just gives us a different perspective, I think, on our day to where we don't ha have this perspective of, I hate work. I wish I could just stay at home, create art and hang out with my cat. Like, but we're able to, even when we're not super excited, like you were saying about maybe going to do whatever pays the bills, knowing that directly or indirectly, it's tied to me being able to live into who God is calling me to be uh, and contribute to um, his, this world and, and his kingdom and the way he's calling me to that, that work is a vital part of that. Um, right. So I think, yeah, that's just. Having that that perspective is helpful, especially whenever you know you just get in those seasons of, <laughs> what do you do? Well, hey, what do you do that went to work? Same thing I did yesterday, and I'll do tomorrow, and I'll just keep, like, you know, the older you get, that question of, so what's new? Nothing. Right. <laughs> just I go to work. That's what that's what we do. But having that bigger perspective, I think, kind of kind of breaks that a little bit and brings some purpose and meaning to what maybe seems like mon the mundane. Right. Right. And let's not forget about the mundane. I mean, because we live in an Instagram world and a YouTube world where everything has to be picture perfect and just, you know, just so just has to be, you know, the best thing ever that we neglect the ordinary, the mundane things of life that are the things that actually sustain and make the world go around and make us, you know, into who we are. It's not the, the big mountaintop moments. It's all those little things, uh, the ordinary, the, the seemingly, um, you know, insignificant things that, that truly are significant. Um, it's kind of the upside down nature of God's kingdom um, in terms of, you know, how we should think about life and time and just ordinary, ordinary time. Ordinary time. Okay. Paul's talking church calendar now. Look out. Uh, I don't, I don't think I have anything else on work. I nope. Can, I don't either, but no. Yeah. So go forth work, bring about flourishing um, try to see it as a good gift. Yep. And you won't always do that. I mean, we're well, human, right? Sometimes yeah. it's going to be like, Oh, I hate this, but, um, try not to live there because not, not only is that not a good, like biblical perspective on work, but it's also practically makes life miserable. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, shoot, you know, and whenever you, you meet a person who just like hates, like, Oh, I got a good work. It's like, not a very happy person, like just yeah. not enjoying life. And I don't think any of us want to be there. So 
go forth and work and enjoy it. And that's it. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. We will see you back here next week, hopefully. Yeah, maybe like uh, this again. We'll see. Yep. Um, If you've got any questions, go ahead and send them our way. You can comment below if you're watching on YouTube or you can email us at info at hopecommunityonline.org and leave a rating or review and share this with as many people as you can. Get the word out about this podcast. Until next time, have a great week.